For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. are told how is it going mike we're back you're back how's it going shane it's great it's a little warm for a fall michigan day so i am here for it i know i'm probably gonna go work outside the rest of the afternoon yeah man this weather is is great i haven't gone outside yet today i am still in my robe uh but it looks beautiful and yesterday was a beautiful day and i will take it for mid-october quite nice Oh, yeah. What's been new with you? Oh, not too much, you know. Um, I was pretty sad to hear about Eddie Van Halen passing away yesterday. You know, Same here. That, uh, Phenomenal that kinda, guitarist. Yeah, put a damper on my day a little bit. And obviously, you know, it's a previous generation, right? You know, Van mm-hmm. Halen hasn't made relevant music in, as far as I know, like a long time. I mean, I don't know if they've Quite made any bit, music. Yeah. But... You know, back in the the heyday, you know, people forget just how influential Eddie Van Halen's guitar playing was. And I I agree with you, but I think I think it's still there. I mean, all of our dads grew up on classic rock now, and that's kind of the music that almost inspired me to get into guitar is just like the classic riffs and all that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you talk about classic songs and you know of that genre like you know i you know you Mm -hmm. say classic rock i always think of van halen as kind of being like just after that like the 80s you know the 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 cheesy hair metal and all that but what's really cool about van halen and you know is that their songs have stood the test of time you know they're great songs oh 100 as much as eddie van halen was and will always be known as a shredder. Some people argue he invented shredding. But what mm-hmm. I love about his 
guitar playing so much, and I don't think he gets enough credit for, is he always played to the song. He always was super yeah. musical, you know, and he always, it was like, you got to a guitar solo in a Van Halen song, and you were excited to hear that part, because it wasn't just going to be mindless notes, you know, it was going to be mm-hmm. something cool and a, and a different, you know, vibe to the song that the song needed, and I think he doesn't get enough credit, you know, on that side of it, and also, like, I think just over the last, you know, decade, decade and a half, people have been talking less and less about him as, like, the number one greatest guitar player of all time, because... When I was growing mm-hmm. up, he just was. He he was the greatest. There's like he was head and shoulders above, you know, other guitar players. And then I feel like over the course of time, like now he doesn't get talked about like that emphatically. And I'm sure this will change now. You know, with mm-hmm. with this this conversation, uh, sadly. Oh, I mean, unfortunately, he's going to be brought back into the limelight. But I mean, I feel the same thing happens across every generation. Like Hendrix used to be the best, then Van Halen, right. Then I don't even know who people think the best guitarist right now is. I think it's Buckethead personally, but right. I know there's tons of opinions now just with the massive amount of content that there is out there. I and cannot take that I, guy seriously. I am sorry to cut you off right there. Really? I have to get in a word edgewise on <laughs> Buckethead. I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad guitar player, okay? I know he rips... And, oh, he's weird. Trust me, I know that. Yeah, I mean, if your thing is a KFC bucket on your head, that's and that's your thing. Okay, man, for sure, dude. Is it also Buckethead that he released? He like released like two hundred albums in one year or something. Am I making this up? Yeah, he's at like he's at like three hundred and fifty EPs and like thirty or forty albums or something like that. <laughs> Dude's absolutely insane. <laughs> Wow, wow. Oh my god. I don't even know if I listen to that much music. Uh, that's crazy. No, I haven't even tried. <laughs> but wow. Like, back to Van Halen, like I think with the shredding and everything like that, it's kind of a huge inspiration for a lot of the music that we hear today with the kind of fast guitar solos, the faster, like a bit more complicated riffs. Like I think you can lead a lot of those to some of the things that we're hearing in modern metalcore, post-hardcore, even thrash metal and things like that back in the days, I'm sure oh, all of those guys were taking little bits from each other. Oh, of course. I like, mean, the guy invented two-hand tapping, you know? Like, literally, he yeah. invented it. And when, you know, before the Van Halen record came out, he was doing it on, and I'm not a historian, really, musically. I don't know if it was the mm-hmm. first Van Halen album or, or if it had happened after. You know, he used to turn his back to the crowd when he was tapping on the guitar because he didn't want to give away what he was doing because no one had done that yep. before. Like, that is so mind-blowing. That is something that every lead guitar player has in their arsenal now. Like, that's as... That's like mm-hmm. maybe not as common as a hammer on or a bend, but pretty damn close, man. So that is yeah, like, I mean, that is it's wild. an iconic sound too, right? Like I hear those old Van Halen solos, and it's instantly recognizable. Like you could just toss one on and be like, "Oh, Van Halen!" Like easy. I know. I might not know what song it is, but I know. Well, you know what's crazy oh. too about him? I could talk all day about Eddie Van Halen. I just think the guy is, is incredible, but you know, mm-hmm. his tone, right? Like, it, it, and, and they used to say oh, that, yeah. that it didn't matter if anybody picked up Eddie Van Halen's guitar through his amp, like literally if he handed, handed you his guitar, 
you could no one sounded mm-hmm. like him. Like it was literally in his fingers that 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 made him sound, you know, so recognizable, which is like I'm sure what you you mean when you hear a Van yeah. Halen solo right away, you just know it's so unmistakable. I mean, so you've got a green thumb for when you're a good gardener. What do we call it when you're just magic with a guitar? I don't know. I don't know. I, you, Fiery I mean, fingers? I don't know. <laughs> fingers of fire. Sure, Mike. Uh, I'll give you that one. The other thing before... I mean, that's what happened in Guitar Hero. <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I always thought... I, I was never very good at Guitar Hero. I'm not like amazing at guitar by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. but I was particularly bad at Guitar Hero. But my favorite thing was in the game you know you're focusing on and then they'll have like the moments where you're supposed to rock out and all anybody did was Mm -hmm. just like turn their body like jar their body slightly to get like the mode activated or whatever i always thought that was a stupid thing (laughs) (laughs) Uh, like it's supposed to be like raise the guitar up and like everybody just kind of shakes it yeah it's faster yeah whatever works right (laughs) that's that's video game cheating 101 right there but um and the last thing on van halen what a showman, right? You know, like I oh, yeah. I saw one of um, you know, the 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 posts that some news outlet post and they called him the grinning guitar god. And I really love that because always a smile. You know, that that was so such a big thing. Was like sure he's shredding and ripping, but like the song is great and he's like, you know, cute smiling at the camera. I just always love mm-hmm. that aspect of him as well. And for he- me, for me, he really looked, he's the greatest all time. Yeah, he just looked really happy to be up there. And I mean, honestly, he was kind of humble too because, like, you see all the pictures going around because obviously they haven't been active for so long. But, like, I think last year he was at a tool concert and some fan randomly asked him to take a picture of him in front of the stage and, like, didn't even recognize it was Van Halen. <laughs> and, like, it's just little things like that about the dude's personality that I absolutely love. Uh, yeah, I love it so much. Well, you talk about, you know, guitar playing and being influential. I think without the shredding of Eddie Van Halen, we might not have had the record from last week's number one. Uh, how do you pronounce their name again? Amaranth with their album Manifest. Amaranth Manifest. Uh, well, since it was the number one album, what did you think about it? I thought that it was a pretty great album. Um, I'm not going to go out here and say that this is a game-changing album, but um, I really liked how positive the entire outlook throughout the entire record was lyrically. Um, Okay. All of this kind of like, we're going to stand up and, I don't know, it just felt self-empowered and like, you should care about your self-worth. I don't know. Did you get that at all? Well, yeah, I listened to the record. I I think last week we touched on the fact that I hadn't, really i don't think i'd ever heard of the band and yeah i mm-hmm. put the record on i listened to it i think definitely the band is talented i'll i'll just say, i'll just come out and say it's not really my thing and yeah i thought that there was a certain formula within the record that seemed to kind of come across mm-hmm. like it was a lot of times i would the song would come on and i was like did i just hear this one like is my spotify yep. stuck on repeat and i thought it was really some of the key changes that they were doing in the choruses, I wasn't sure if I was if I was if I thought that was catchy or really jarring. But I, I but it, I mean, it made mm-hmm. me notice. You know, I I didn't feel like yeah. it was very background music. That's for sure. Um, so I definitely mm-hmm. think that if you're a fan of that genre, 
Um, I definitely think that that people should you know check out the the record, and it was a great a great pick on your on your front. But uh, but for me, uh, yeah, not really my thing. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I I noticed that all of the uh, songs throughout it was kind of a consistent sound, except for one. They kind of went new metal almost. But mm-hmm. I accidentally shuffled the record once because obviously you're going from a playlist or something, and you've just got your right. Uh, yeah, playlist on shuffle and you don't realize sure. it and i shuffled through the entire album and i didn't notice a difference so um i think it's pretty good i also like that once in a while it doesn't take itself seriously like um i forget the name of the song i think it's boom or something like that the female vocalist i think her name is elise she goes so what else goes boom and then the singer just screams the breakdown and goes blah and i'm just like <laughs> okay this is a bit on the nose, but it's funny. Like, I don't know. I really liked that part. I thought it was great. And boom <laughs> so goes the dynamite. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just just so on the nose, it didn't need to happen, but I'm glad that it did. All right. Well, that was last week's number one. Um, shall we get into this week's? We've got a, a great list. I, I, I bet there's a lot of records coming out, Mike. So why don't you uh, give it to me? Let's start with number five. So number five, coming out of Buffalo, New York, this band's been around for a while, but has never really made it big. Have you ever heard of the Bunny the Bear? Oh, yes, I have. Um, I remember they were on Victory yeah. Records. and They were. As, yeah, this is going back yeah, a while, like I re- think like 10 years ago at least. And mm-hmm. yeah, I remember they had, it was a little gimmicky. I don't know if they're still doing the gimmick yep. thing, but they had one guy wearing like a bunny mask and the other guy wearing a bear mm-hmm. mask and one guy screamed and one guy sang. And to be, to be honest, that's yep. about all I remember about the band. They're still doing the gimmick where the bunny is the screamer and the bear is the clean singer. Um, they're not wearing the masks as much, but you can definitely tell uh, Matt Tybor is the bunny and he's kind of a skinnier dude and the bear is always, I think they've gone through like two or three bears at this point. <laughs> he's always kind of a bigger dude somehow. But they've got their new album, The Afterglow, coming out. Um, it's kind of experimental metalcore, I want to say. Did you say The Afterglow? Yeah. Oh, that's familiar sounding. Okay. I know, right? <laughs> but um, it's kind of experimental where they've still got the riffing of metalcore and things like that within, but they're more focused on kind of the electronic elements throughout, right? as well as like the vocal harmonies that they're trying to pull off. Um, I'm really excited for this album because i really liked this band when i was in high school um they slowly kind of fallen off just i think they're a little bit less relevant now um they've switched labels a couple times i think now they're on ghost killer entertainment which is just starting up the record label portion of their business mm-hmm. uh so hopefully they that uh, ghost killer has a huge following so hopefully that helps out um I'm excited for this album just because I'm always interested to see where they go. And I always cherry pick a couple songs off of each record. But overall, I think this is kind of perfectly slotted at number five for us for the week. Okay, yes. And shout out to Buffalo, New York. I'm excited about something else coming out of Buffalo. And that is the Buffalo Bills. Four and O, baby. Oh, yeah? 
What a team. I'm not a football guy. They are looking good. Well, that's pretty well, cool. You don't want to be a football guy this year with your Lions. The Lions are, uh, yeah, they're 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 having a rough do go. I, that first game, oof, that was rough. But hey. Uh, do I ever want to be a football guy with the Lions? Come on. Right. Well, that, that no. might be why you're not a football guy. I know you like that the other possible. kind of football. The the one the one that you yes, actually the, use your feet the, for. The fun kind of football. Yeah. Fun, fun, you, fun, fun. You use your foot, feet in American football. Y- y- yes, you do. Well, one guy does. One guy kicks the ball. Yeah, one guy. <laughs> Sometimes two. All right, let's go on to number four. All right, so number four. Uh, Shane, when you think of Nashville, Tennessee, what kind of music do you think of? I would say country. I would agree with you, but... Uh, we're talking about a little band called Inferi out of Nashville, and they do symphonic deathcore. Ah, all right. They're releasing their new EP of Sunless Realms. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with bands kind of like Lorna Shore or Chelsea Grin, yep. where they kind of have the orchestration throughout the background, but it's still extremely heavy. Um, these guys take it kind of to the next level, and it's almost like a symphonic power metal-y deathcore where throughout the entire song, this is going on, throughout the breakdown, throughout everything. Um, and I just think it's kind of beautifully brutal whenever these guys put out a record. Um, I've seen them a couple times at smaller venues, and it's always absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. I don't know. They're putting out the new EP, and I'm pretty excited for it. I don't really have a lot more to say besides that, like kind of describing it. Well, um, I'll say beautifully brutal sounds like a great pull quote. You know, like you know when CDs mm-hmm. used to go to Best Buy and they'd have the stickers, you know, over the top, and yeah. there would be some pull quote, like sometimes bigger than the band name. I think we mm-hmm. could have quotes beautifully brutal and then a little mike howell this is the new shit right under there that's a that's perfect i'm cool with it yeah that's perfect and these guys have been consistent they've got a couple albums out now they're still kind of smaller um i know i've only seen them opening up for bands at like 200 to 400 cap rooms but i'm really excited for this ep and i think if you're a fan of deathcore we haven't had a good kind of bigger name deathcore release in a couple of weeks and i think you'll really like this yes in fairy i'm gonna spell it for people i-n-f-e-r-i you know emerging artist and people might not know the spelling so once again i-n-f-e-r-i in fairy all right number three sweet how do you feel about emo rap well yes, no you know okay i'll talk about emo rap for a second Uh, you know, Mm -hmm. I think I can't just say I like it or I don't like it. You know, when you Mm -hmm. take a genre that has been around a long time, like let's just say punk rock, right? Do I like every punk rock band or every punk rock song that's ever, you know, Mm -hmm. come out? Of course not, right? But I like punk rock. You know, it's my favorite genre of music. With something like emo rap... It's so new, relatively speaking, mm-hmm. and there is so much horrible emo rap out there that it oh, is so hard to really navigate the genre and find the glimmers that are really great, you know? Because there are artists mm-hmm. out there, or I should say maybe songs out there I've heard 
that I'm like, okay, like I can totally see this. Like I can see what's happening here. I can see why mm-hmm. people are gravitating to this and, you know, but I'd say as the the overarching genre, I just don't think there's enough out there yet that's quality to really say, oh yeah, like I'm I'm a fan of this genre. Uh, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know who you're going to talk about in a second. I, I don't know which emo rapper or if I've even heard of them, but I hope to God, Mike, that this is quality. Oh, yeah. It 100% is because it's already out, so I've listened to it. Okay. It dropped yesterday uh, on the 6th. Uh, it's the new EP 808 Rock by Little Aaron. Oh, um, Little Aaron. Yes. Yes, I've heard of this one. Yeah. He's got He's got green hair and braces or something, right? Is that his yep, thing? Green hair, green braces, or grill, I can't tell. But yeah, that's his <laughs> thing. It's, it's all green. Uh, he released an EP a year or two ago where he cut off all the hair and the album artwork was just the hair sitting in the sink. And everybody was like, oh no. And then he just went back to it anyways. Oh, he went full um, Britney. This guy okay. is, yeah, full Britney. <laughs> but this guy is absolutely awesome. Um, if you like some of the bigger emo rappers, like... 93 feet of smoke nothing nowhere or little lotus this guy is right in the same vein where he's got some kind of chunky guitar riffs thrown in with his music um especially this album because it's 808 rock normally he just kind of does some acoustic with occasional distortion bit but this is all distorted guitar um all 808s obviously but it his lyricism is just deep on a different level compared to a lot of these other emo rappers that I'm aware of and listen to. Um, it's kind of on the level. I'm not going to say it's as intense or emotional as like an architects or some band in our scene like that. But I mean, he's just super catchy. Like if you look at a kind of pop punk band, that's hitting it big, like the point North or, mm-hmm something like the the Paris it's very like that where all the lyricism kind of hooks you in throughout the entire song and overall like each song on the EP has kind of a different feel too like he's got one song called Vans Untied which is kind of just an intense song and it's all about going ham and walking around with your Vans Untied because you don't give a fuck and he's got a song called Dane He's got a song called Dangerous, which is kind of a bit more mellow and emotional, but I don't know. I think it's a really good EP, and I think anybody who's kind of wondering if they should get into the emo rap genre a little bit more, or if they're fans of some of the bands that I mentioned earlier, or the genre in general, this EP is just absolutely awesome, and I'm really excited for it. Okay. Okay. Well, we've got The Bunny, The Bear, In Fairy, and Now Lil' Aaron. That's quite the quite the mix. What do you have at number two? So number two, this band you're definitely gonna know. Uh, with the new album Lament, it's Tushay Amore. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. No, you've taken it. This is the list has taken a very nice turn, Mike. I <laughs> I appreciate this one. Yeah, one of my favorite bands. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, a band that really can't miss. All of their records have huh? been in- incredible. Um, their last their last album stage four was, whew, I mean, uh, what a heavy release! I'm really excited to see uh, what they put together for this one. 
Oh, yeah. And I haven't been a fan of this band for very long. This kind of emo post-hardcore is something that I haven't gotten into recent, until recently, kind of after college, except yeah. for like classic emo post-hardcore bands like the Used and Senses Fail. I knew them. But right. I've gotten more into this. I guess it's almost spoken word post-hardcore, if you would say. Yeah, like, it's, it's hard to say, you know, a band like this to really classify them i mean i when they came out i was like okay they're a hardcore band you know i i Uh obviously the elements were a little bit different um and now as they've you know matured they've used a lot more clean guitar playing and a little bit more singing as opposed to yelling Uh and, and spoken word as you say but i think what you can be sure of with a band like touche amore is and I always say touche amore because there's an accent agu on the second e. I know some people uh-huh. say touche amore. I don't know what the band calls it. I always said touche amore. Anyway, they yeah. you can be sure when you hear one of their records, you know, and I know you're a big vinyl guy, Mike, like if you pick up uh-huh. a release, you can be sure that every aspect of that release has been completely thought through. You know, everything from uh, obviously the songs and the lyrics and the music, but also just the artwork and the packaging that they put together is mm-hmm. always top notch. Um, and their uh, guitar player has done the last uh, couple Silverstein, uh, uh, the artwork for the last couple Silverstein records as well. So I'm a little biased on that front, but they are uh, an incredible band. And I think a band that everybody should know about. And I'm really glad that you included them here. Uh, although I am mm-hmm. don't know what's number one, because this probably should be. I mean, one of the things that I think about Deshea Amore is they're really consistent from all the releases that I've heard, but nothing has ever just gone wham for me. I mean, Stage 4, obviously, great album, but then I kind of went in the back catalog and it just it didn't hit as hard, and I haven't held on to that record as long as i like to, but I can agree the artwork is always phenomenal, and I think these are releases that maybe you've got to sit a little bit with longer too, because every time I listen to this band, it's kind of intricate, right? Right. Um, There's a lot of layering and rising and falling throughout the album, which I love. Absolutely. You know, and I think it was just a couple of weeks ago, we talked about that, you know, that if you really want to boil it down, there's two kinds of albums. There's the albums that grab you right away. And then there's the albums that are a little bit more of a slow burn, but in the end, a lot of times those albums that take a couple listens can, you know, be the ones that really do stick with you and, and uh, stand the test of time. So hopefully another one from Touche Amore. I believe it's going to happen. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great album. All right. Well, we're going to take a little break and we'll be back with the number one most anticipated album this week. And Mike, we're back. We are. Are you ready for another crazy twist and turn in Mike's wacky ride this week? <laughs> Mike's wacky ride. It's very true. <laughs> I mean, we've gone from gimmicky, I don't know, post-hardcore, I guess you could call it, to mm-hmm. deathcore or orchestral deathcore, to pretty much straight-up emo rap, to... Yep post-hardcore, you know, legitimate hardcore, <laughs> to now 
I can't wait. Does Taylor Swift have a new record coming out? Because that would be perfect. God, I wish. She released it <laughs> earlier this year. Give us another one, Taylor. But no, this band actually has had their own crazy story. And I'm just going to say this band because I think it's kind of controversial that a lot of people aren't excited for this album. But it's the new album, Something Nowhere by Hundredth. Are oh. you familiar with Hundredth? Oh, I'm, I'm so familiar with Hundredth. And I am so happy that this is on the list. And I'm so happy that you're putting it at number one and shedding some light on a band that I believe does not get enough credit. And it's absolutely crazy to me because this band, for anybody who's never heard of Hundredth, they used to be a hardcore band, like straight up hardcore. Melodic then hardcore. They a post- yeah. yeah. Then they became a post-hardcore band. Then they released an alternative album, and now they're doing kind of a synth wavy album. Like, yeah, it's absolutely well. I saw these guys at 2012 New England Metal and Hardcore Festival, which kind of like the premiere, like one of them for like metal and hardcore. And if you would have told me that this band is going to be making synth wave in 2020, I would have said you were absolutely crazy. These guys, people were knocking teeth to them. It was absolutely wild. Yeah, but now. I'm incredibly excited for this album. They've had three singles off of it. Um, I love the artwork. It kind of looks like Hypnotoad from Futurama, which is cool. <laughs> right. Um, just overall, all the songs that they've put out have been extremely catchy. Um, they did kind of a weird thing where between their last release and this one, they had a run of like four singles. They're nowhere to be found on this album. And I think they're right. a good transition from that. They still kind of had tinges of post-hardcore alternative in the last album. And they, I think they kind of got everybody ready for the fact that this is going to be something weirder. And God, this release is going to be weird. And I am just so excited for it. Yeah. Well, to, to talk a little bit about the history of, of 100th, and mm-hmm. Silverstein, we, we toured with them back when they were a melodic hardcore band. You know, they, they were they got a lot of comparisons to counterparts. You know, they were yep. in that kind of scene or with, you know, being as an ocean. I'm sure they played lots of shows with with, you know, in yep. that in that world. So they came out, they were the undercard. It was a co headliner with um, with us and Senses Fail, and they were the undercard on on the tour. And pretty much well, not too long after that they just said, hey, we're not feeling this kind of music anymore. And they dropped it completely. And their uh-huh. album Rare, which, you know, they did it very unexpectedly. And I assumed they were going to do the uh-huh. thing that a lot of bands do when they switch up their sound, which is they'll, you know, you'll go see the band live and they'll do the newer stuff, but they'll still play the old stuff. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and they did Warp Tour with us in, I think, 2017, when this all happened. Was it 2017? Yeah, 2017. And yeah, that sounds hard. people were, I've never seen a fan base more confused in my life. Because, you know, not everybody's oh, got yeah. their ear to the ground about everything going on. So people would come out, mm-hmm. they'd head over to the Monster Stage, which is supposed to have the heavy bands on it. And yeah, they were still on the Monster Stage. It was absolutely wild that I they were there. I was so yeah. confused. Yeah, and, and it was very strange. And I got to give them a ton of credit for 
sticking to their guns on this, uh, no pun intended, you know, and like really just continuing down this road that in my opinion, and don't get me wrong, I love Old 100th. I think that the music they're making now is better. I, I think it's really, oh, really so. good. I mean, if they changed, it would have been really interesting if they changed their name, what would have happened? Um, you know, oh, I think it would have been completely different. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know, like what the reaction would be, right? If they just said, "Okay, yeah, this is a new band," um, you know, but but keeping the moniker of Hundredth and, and continuing on has been mm-hmm. a, a really interesting move. But I love Rare. I've been really excited for this album for, uh, I guess, like three years now, right? They've sure they yeah, put out some up. songs and and an EP, I think, but. Uh, this is going to be very exciting. They're independent artists now. They're not with Hopeless anymore as well. Yep. So, yeah, I think that, that a lot of people need to know they're still out there, still making, you know, great music. If you're a fan of, you know, softer synth, uh, shoegazy kind of music, yep. uh, it's really good. But, you know, Chad, he's a good singer, too. And he never got any credit oh, for is. that in the early days. Obviously, he was just screaming. Like- so I was talking with uh, one of our friends, Trent, recently, and uh, he described them as kind of sounding a lot like Turnover lately, if you're mm-hmm. into that band, where there's hard electronic elements, but beautiful singing. And you can still tell that like the band came from an alternative kind of segment. It's just in the songwriting still. And I, th- I think that a lot of people, if you go into this album with an open mind you're really going to enjoy it because everyone in this band is still immensely talented and incredibly good songwriters. Yeah, no, it really is something. And I don't think there's really ever been a band that's transitioned from one genre to another quite as uh, drastically. Yeah, exactly. Abruptly, drastically as this. And I am so happy that they have a new album out and, on their own, and I really hope that people support it. So, thank you, Mike, for putting them in the number one slot. Uh, that's, that's super great, and a, yeah, great list this week, man. A lot of very different stuff. Thank you. Hey, I mean, I don't choose when stuff comes out; I just put it together. There you go. Well, anything else? Uh, we'll do a recap in a second, but anything else uh, in terms of honorable mentions or singles or anything else that people should be aware of? Yeah, I mean. We've got probably one of the kind of weirdest and largest reunions happening in rock music right now with ACDC releasing a new single and announcing an album today, Wednesday. Okay, I thought you were going to talk about Sea Haven because Sea Haven's back, but uh, they're definitely not as big as ACDC. Yeah, ACDC yeah. still doing it, man. What is that? What have they been a mm-hmm. band for 50 years? <laughs> it's crazy. It has to have been. Yeah. But I I, re- I listened to that single this morning. I actually really like it. I mean, it's it's got all the classic elements you want from ACDC. They're singing the same phrase over and over. There's <laughs> kind of a good riff. And it's just ACDC. What's not to love? The, drummer, but the, drummer's been playing, the drummer's been playing the same drum beat for the last 50 years. Just like literally. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> Dude, he, no. Don't change, man. You do you. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. He even does it in his sleep. <laughs> yeah. But Sea Haven's back too. I, I don't know a lot about this band. What? Tell me about them. Uh, well, I mean, they're. I'd say that they are one of those bands that when they were together, 
they didn't get appreciated as much as you know they should have you know and now uh-huh. now i think they've you know it, it's always that that distance makes the heart grow fonder a little bit you know so yeah. so with people back um you know i think i think it's very very exciting would you compare so, it to last week we talked about acceptance on the cast and it's something similar to that? Well, I mean, not musically, you know, I think like they get they get lumped in a lot of times well, with bands like Balancing mm-hmm. Composure or Title Fight or maybe Tiger's Jaw. Yeah. Um, you know, that sort of style, I'd say. Um, so, you know, musically. I meant more from a. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, th- yeah, I think from that, a band who's disappeared for a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I think. I mean, obviously they weren't a band like acceptance was putting out records like in 2005, I think of, you know, um, uh, sea Haven more as a band. Like I think their first record came out in like 2010. So they haven't been gone quite as long, but, uh, but certainly, you know, this is, uh, uh, a really great to see. And, you know, I think that, you know, maybe this is some of the positives coming out of 2020 and the quarantine. And a lot of people have had some time to reflect and say, hey, you know what? Like, I miss, you know, making music with my friends and, and I miss that side of it. And maybe we'll see some other bands get back together, too, and, and do some stuff. I mean, another band that's recently got back together, um, it's a super group. And I'm really happy they're making music again. Because they're putting out a new single this week, and it's probably my favorite super group ever. It's they're called Killer Be Killed. Have you heard of these guys? No. So it's got uh, Greg Pusciato from Soulfly, uh, Cavalier Conspiracy, Sepultura, or uh, things like that. Okay. Sorry, I, I misspoke. Greg Pusciato from Soulfly, uh, then Max Cavalera from Cavalier Conspiracy and Sepultura. Yeah, and Soulfly. Wait, I completely messed this up. Cut this. I just read it wrong. Yeah. Um, so it's got Greg Pusciato from the Dillinger Escape Plan. Yes. From Soulfly and Sepultura, Max Cavalera. Yep. Um, Mastodon, bassist and co-vocalist, Troy Sanders. And Converge drummer, Ben Kohler. Wow. That is a super group. And that's like... That's a super. That's like what I want a super group to be, right there. You mm-hmm. know that that is like, really firing on all cylinders. I I can't wait to hear this. And you don't have anybody who is like a super crazy talented, like front or like superstar, right? Like you don't have someone like a Corey Taylor coming on, or who's just going to be kind of taking over the entire look. I think everybody in that band is kind of on the same level and doing their own thing. And when they come together, it makes it absolutely great. Um, They also occasionally have features like Corey Taylor on when they want to do something that kind of brings another new element in. And overall, I think these guys are just really, really talented. Um, If you're into kind of a new wave of classic metal sound, I guess, this is going to be absolutely awesome for you. cool. No, I I didn't know this band existed, and now I'm looking that they actually have an album that they put out in 2014. So this is is the second installment. Oh, wow, okay. The name sounded sort of familiar, so that that makes sense, but no, I mean, these are guys, like, 
I mean, Max Cavalera, obviously, he's just done so much stuff in, in his career over, oh, yeah. over, you know, over the years. But when you talk about someone like Ben from Converge, I mean, I love his work in Utoid Man, and I love, I, I don't know if you ever heard all, the side project All Pigs Must Die. That's like, Yep. So good too. So, yeah, this, I'm I'm really interested to see to see this, and I'm going to check out the old record too. I don't know how I missed that one. It's always good to hear from Greg because he hasn't been doing anything since Dillinger broke up too. And yeah, honestly, great band. I'm always excited to hear new stuff from any or any one of those members. Sounds. Um, sounds and then, last but not least, I've just got some couple things that I'm going to run through real quick. I'm really excited for this new Bloodbather EP. Uh, they're kind of typical modern wave of metalcore. I think they're really good. I'm excited for this new album from Ixion. If you're into space doom metal, go check that out. <laughs> I-X-I-O-N. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a genre I don't, now. Space death I don't metal. Know how to okay. describe it. Space doom metal. So oh, it's sorry. Like I'm so super sorry. Slow. Yeah. <laughs> you get like 30 BPM and it's great. There you go. But, uh, and then there's new singles from this upcoming band that I absolutely love called boys of fall. Um, if you like things like a day to remember, I think you're going to love them. And probably one of the biggest guys breaking in, breaking out. I don't exactly know where he sits. Uh, Young Blood's putting out a new single from his new album. Okay. Well, there you go. That's a that's a lot of music to consume for oh, the it's people. It's going to be a great week until next week. So yeah, this is a this is a great week. Let's round out the or recap, I should say, the top five this week we'll start at number five go ahead mike so we've got the afterglow by the bunny the bear at number five number four for number four we've got of sunless realms by in fairy and number three number three we've got an ep 808 rock by little aaron 808 rock and it kind of looks like bob rock if you look at it really quickly so i don't think bob Bob rock had anything to do with the production of this album unfortunately number two We've got Lament from Touche Amour. There we go. And number one of the week is... Something Nowhere by 100th. 100th coming in strong at number one. Well, Mike, we did the thing. Thank you so much for compiling this wonderful list. And uh, rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. Sad, sad, sad stuff. All right. Well, that's it. We'll see everybody next week. Follow Mike at Slappy Slam on Instagram. Woo! <laughs> All this new shit, got a new whip. That's some new ice, that's some new drip. Got rid of my old trash, got a new bitch. All this new shit, all this new shit, all this new shit. Got a new whip. That's some new ice, that's some new drip. Got rid of my old trash, got a new bitch. All this new shit, all this new shit.